is now 6.46 p.m. Uh, it is, uh, we're on flight 442 here, Southwest Airlines, gate A1, January 7th, 2019. The confirmation number here is QJJ28R. We are flying out. Open seating. Boarding group A52. There's a little more at the bottom. WN2F1592. QJJ28R. Just in case you were wondering. As you can hear, uh, scuffled. Scuffles going on the plane here. There's a whole lot that's going on right now. There's a whole lot that's going on right now. Listen, I don't have much time, but do you feel like you're going out of your gourd? Are you, do you have the cabin fever? Have you run out of Netflix to watch? If, has the thought occurred, hey, you know what? I can make funny stuff. I've been watching TikTok. I've been watching all the social networks and seeing what kind of creativity is coming out. I could create that. Hey, you know what? I wish they made a podcast about this. Well, you know what? You can make your own podcast. Go to anchor.fm. Go to it, please, right now. Make your own podcast. It's the lazy person's way to make stuff. You can make little segments. Uh, you can put music on there, found sounds, babies laughing, neighbors throwing frisbees, uh, uh, your friends playing guitar. Ah, it's so good. Anchor.fm, please get this and find me. Inspirato Projecto, let's be friends. Okay? Anchor.fm. It's 
she's a pearl of a girl, guess that's what you might say. I guess her folks brought her up that way. The right side of the track, she was born and raised in a great big old house full of butlers and maids. She says no one is better than I. I said I know I'm just an average guy, no football hero or smooth Don Juan. I got empty pockets. You see, I'm a poor man's son. Oh, I'll say it's alright. Oh, it's right. I know it's out of sight. Oh, so baby, it's alright. Oh, I said right. It's right. It's hard as to say. Keep the fingers all right, up tight. Oh, Demon. Okay, can you please explain what the, the howling moon is? The howling moon is a time of season and the tribes would stay indoors and keep their children and animals safe because wolves are howling. And that's only on that specific date? Well, that month. Oh, so for each month there's a howling moon? There's a different name of a moon for every month. So how often do we see the howling moon? Once a year. That's only once a year. What's what's the kind of what's the date usually that it falls on? January twentieth to the twenty-third. Oh, so it's within like a few day period. Well, it's never the same day because each year changes. Like Thanksgiving or something. Right. So within a few day period or a week period? Probably within a week. So within a week period. Let's see. So the howling moon could happen within that time. Is it possible for the howling moon to happen on Christmas? No. The cold moon is the month of December. Howling moon is the month of January. Cold moon. Okay. Howling moon, month of January. January what? This year it will be a few minutes after midnight on January 20th, and it will also be a total lunar eclipse, which we won't see again till 2021. And during a total lunar eclipse, it gives the appearance of a rusty color, which is where the blood moon comes in. And it will also be a supermoon because it's at its closest approach to Earth, so it shall be a super blood total lunar eclipse moon.
Did you say that the Howling Moon could be a blood moon at the same time? Sure. Any of them could be. But lunar eclipse is going on. What particular dates do the blood moon, blood howling moon, how, how many, how often does that happen? I don't know. Is that like an extreme rarity? It'd be rare that the howling moon falls within a total lunar eclipse. If it does, it would probably be like every 20 years or so. What would be the most powerful everything kind of thing at once? Like howling moon, you know, cold moon, uh, uh, well, uh, blood one. moon, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. This one's good. This one coming up is good. We've got a full moon, a total lunar eclipse, making it a blood moon. The moon's also at its closest approach, making it friendly for the people, a super moon. God, that's incredible. What do we call it? What are the words? You try to get the general public to be interested. Oh, the buzzwords. Buzzwords. Super moon is a buzzword. Yeah. It reels really, in. it's just the moon's closest approach to Earth, making it appear to be about 17% larger. So I want to do a movie, so... A werewolf movie on, on Christmas, but now that you've told me about the howling moon, now I want to do a movie, you know, a werewolf 20th. movie on the howling moon. It takes place... Got to the 20th, you got time. Uh, or you could do it on a total lunar eclipse, which is also the 20th, or oh. next time will be 2021. Get yourself prepared. It would be good to plan for that specific date in mind. Like, let's say you invent a movie and you plan for that specific date for it to be re released on that date because that movie has to do with that exact event. So it'd, it'd be basically in real time. So it'd be so cool where you could, you know, let's say you're saying it happens on a simultaneous lunar eclipse, super moon, freaking full moon, all of that crazy stuff. And it happens to happen on that night and something very supernatural happens in the movie on that specific night. And you, you agree, okay, in five years, we're gonna release this. We're gonna make sure that we release this movie in all these theaters. Bam! On this day. So then it, you give this idea of like, whoa, this is the stuff that happened tonight. <laughs> this is what's happening tonight. So you feel like, is this actually going to happen? Who knows if you turn into some kind of strange creature? Who knows if you, you know, uh, I mean, wouldn't that be interesting if people just, like, it, it evolves them back into like a salamander or something or some kind of like water creature? Have you ever seen the movie Lobster? Do we have lobster hands? One would think he would. <laughs> I don't want to give away any secrets. <laughs> okay, I'll give you a spoiler. He doesn't have any. I wish he did. Isn't he like... One would hope. I, yeah, that's what I thought too. I thought he was a lobster. Is it just called Lobster? Or is it like Lobster Man? It has something to do with uh, a lobster man. Of sorts. 
other than that, yes, yes. Came out, I think, uh, a few years ago. Feral, the other feral. Wouldn't it be interesting if we found out they're related? A feral cat. A feral cat. Just so there are feral cats, there's Will Feral, and then there's Colin Feral. Colin Feral. You know that oh, guy? Oh, that's a dark haired fella. Yeah. He was in this was movie. Was it a serious movie? Was it real serial? You guys are Well, it kind of was. <laughs> it was kind of serial. Uh, strangely funny, and yet, like, like, icky too because you're like whoa this is the future that these people are living in it was slightly well I can't give away the that secret well, I, I think you need to see it movie what description would it give me okay so basically it takes place in a world where if you're not married by the t- wait it's either by the time you're 30 or the time you're 40 you will get turned into an animal of your choosing. You have to choose what kind of animal. That sounds lovely. So by either 30 or 40, if you're not, if you don't have a mate, you're, you're, you get turned into an animal. Now, um... Can the animal have a mate? People try to make packs like that. You know. So does he get turned into a lobster? I can't give away any, any secrets at all whatsoever. <laughs> so much more of a fun surprise. But it's crazy because it seems slightly like a, like, there's a little twinge of Lynch-esque to it. Just a little, like, because it is surreal, you know, in that concept. Uh, Rachel Weiss is in it. Did you ever see The Fountain? Mm, I didn't know who that is. Ah, she was in that movie. So it's really, really interesting because these people, they're sent to this sort of hotel of sorts. People, you know, live in there. And so they're there for, I think, 10 days. Because the reason why he's he's there is his wife died. So then now he's got to go back into the colony. So if your mate dies, you got to go, you got to, Go back into this like this sort of little this little colony, this little hotel. So does the rules for ten still days? If you're thirty or forty and not married yet, you turn into an animal. If you so let's say let's say if a character is sixty years old and and his wife dies, he's got to go to the colony and find a new new uh, spouse within ten days within this colony. So people are like trying to get to know each other and stuff like that and quickly. Yeah. <laughs> Ten days. Yeah, and then there are people who try to escape. So then every person staying in the colony is given a uh, rifle with tranquilizer darts. So they all go out hunting the people who are trying to escape. And for every person you catch, you're, you're given another one or two days on your clock there. So some people try to extend their stay there and really hunt down the others who try to escape. So it's a, it's a really weird... It, it, it's very Orwellian. It's like 1984 in a very interesting mm-hmm. way. That's interesting. Yeah. Huh. Like the village sort of mixed with Lady in the Ooh. Water. Ooh, that's a good way of putting it. That's what it sounds like. Yeah. 
go ahead and pluck those strings again. I want to get some close-ups on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's fine. Bass! How low can you go? Death Row! What, what, what a brother know? Yeah, Chuck! to a lot of Uber drivers and it's always interesting to hear like their perspective as to how they either got into Uber or what benefits that they can find from being in Uber and so you got the grumpy spectrum where they're just like well I'm stuck in a hamster wheel the others were going oh my god I'm having so many revelations I'm meeting so many great people I'm you know learning navigation you know um, so it's so cool to hear these different perspectives from these different people as to what they're what they're getting out of it and it's uh, it's so much fun because, you know, I, I'm learning some really interesting stories from some of these people. I'm sure. Yeah, I I don't actually work with any other anybody else. It's just me. But the people that I do meet, you know, obviously I I have regular restaurants and regular customers that I go to and see on a daily basis almost. So, you know, you get to know those people and then you end up getting free food from the restaurants because they know you and they're like, hey, do you need something to drink? So do you want cool. some fries? You wow. Know, stuff like that. So, How interesting. You're getting to see this whole aspect of life that you wouldn't normally 
that yeah. other people wouldn't normally see. You're starting to kind of learn, you know, the, these merchants, you yes. know, at these different places. That's pretty cool. And of course, I get to find different restaurants too, as well, you know, of places that I would like to maybe try out myself or for my family. So it's always fun. I mean, not every day is fun. Some days I could be like, hate everybody. <laughs> do you ever have to deliver, like, what's the biggest amount of food that you've had to bring? Um, to I do catering orders, too. So the biggest amount is over $300 worth of food from, like, Chipotle's or um, something like that. So, like, I'm getting the, the vision of my... Like in my mind, it's like those, like they look like they're aluminum foil, and mm -hmm. there's just a bunch of like just, you know, yep. chicken and sauces and all yep. this stuff slopping around. Now, do you do you have like <laughs> do you have a way of like of like like so you don't spill any of this in your back seat? What do you do? I have a bag. You have a bag. Yeah, I have that a you just bag lay out on the, on the back seat. Yeah, it goes right. The food, most of it goes right into so my bag. Just whoosh, you know? Yeah. Usually they're in boxes mm. already. They're in the containers in boxes, so they're not moving around too much. So either set the set that in the back of the vehicle, or I put what I can in the back, and my bag zips up and it stays wow. there. It's so intriguing. Yeah, it's and I do um, Walmart grocery <coughs> delivery too for DoorDash. Now, have you ever de delivered to someone's house that you knew? And you're like, oh, yes. Joey, how you doing, man? You I know, delivered like, to my cousin the other day. Incredible. And then I delivered to my dad's old house that I grew up in. Wow, that's <laughs> incredible. I was like, that's incredible. FYI, I used to live here. The house you grew up in, you delivered to. Yeah. Oh my God, He's that's a, astounding. Oh my God, is that's it, ast one of your names on the back, back sidewalk? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, oh, one of those are mine. What the heck? That's crazy. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so that is crazy. Was the house I literally. Oh grew my up god! In. Wow, that is brilliant. That's amazing. Yeah. That is crazy amazing. Stuff That's amazing. Yeah. So. Wow. Was that crazy to be like to have your current self like cross over into that into that dimension yes. of like your past self? I was like, Whoa! Out I'm living my here old right bedroom now. Window Whoa! So they did they give you a little tour? Like, did they no. let you check it out? No, I didn't want to go in their house anyways. We're not allowed to. Oh yeah, right. Um, it's safety basically. Yeah. But um, they built on a garage, um, closed-in garage because we had an open, covered garage, but not closed-in. So they had built that on too, and wow. it's just, it's different, but it's still my old house. So. It Are any of your old neighbors still living around in that area? Um, at that time, no. But um, the people that I I grew up next door to, um, they had just moved out to up north in Phoenix. So, and I was actually currently living with their daughter. But we don't talk to them anymore. This is incredible. <laughs> I just have a feeling you're going to come across a lot more magical circumstances like that. Of it's course. Places you you either worked at in the past, or like other. I mean, your cousin. Yeah. I mean, who would have thought you came across your cousin? That's crazy. Well, I knew as soon as I saw the address, it was going to be my cousin. This is crazy. I mean, this is crazy. It's my grand, my aunt's house. Oh my god. god. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Oh my god. So I show god. up, and my cousin comes outside to get the food. I'm all guess too. And he's like, short ass. <laughs> 
Sucker. He looks up at me like, oh, oh, hey. I'm all, where's your uncle? Where's, where's uncle? Because my aunt's passed away, so I was wondering where his dad was. So how soon between that and when you went to your, your old house was the distance It was between? like month, a few months in between those two experiences. Those are my funnest so far at the So cool you that you encountered that kind of magic like that. Yeah, That's so I mean, cool. I've delivered all kinds of places. I've delivered to titties, titty bars, to, uh, I met Emmett. Live who? Emmett Smith. At a Chinese restaurant. No, he's a football player. Oh, oh, oh. At a Chinese restaurant. I don't really watch football either because when he was like, that's my team, that's my team, it was on the TV and I'm like, cool dude. <laughs> yeah, cool he's dude. All, Come on. Introduced himself, I'm all cool dude. Went on about yeah, my dude. shit and I'm like, okay, nice cool to meet dude. you, right on. Bye. <laughs> Yeah, I don't give wow. a crap. It's so interesting. You You're going to come across so many different people out there now that you just, like... Yeah, he was just sitting at a Chinese restaurant eating oh my food God. with his wife. That's incredible. I was like, right on. Gotta go. <laughs> Gotta go. Yeah, it's fun. It is. It's definitely changed because I came from corporate world. I used to be a banker. Oh. So... This is a big change for me, mm -hmm. but I love it. But my passion, obviously, is medical marijuana, and I want to get into that instead. It's interesting because the, the Uber drivers I talked to, who they just love that idea of being their own bosses. They love that idea of they're making their own hours, and it's when they want to and how they want to do it. And it's like when they find the enriching aspects, you know, uh, being grateful, Appreciating the, just the conversation in the car, that's always exciting to me, is learning about each of these people and what their hobbies are, what their passions are outside of driving it. You know, right. I'm trying to break them outside of the idea of this, this hamster wheel. Yeah. You know, that's something you feel like they're in. Turn in, turn so I'm like, turn. what are your hobbies? Do you like to read? Do you like to play video games? You know, I like try to get them, like, oh yeah, I'm like, well, maybe you could be a video game tester. You know, maybe you could write a novel. Right. Uh, so just to kind of plant some of those seeds in their brains. and. Uh, it's so fun to hear, you know, a lot of these people are just like, wow, yeah, I love the people that we end up picking up. It's, it's so interesting to have the conversations and stuff. But they love that idea of being their own bosses, too. I do, too. Um, I just wouldn't do Uber because I don't feel comfortable with anybody else in my car that I don't know. That's my safety kind of feeling. But delivering the food is fine. I just found out I can do Lyft, even though my car is a 2004, because it's my first time having a four-door car. I found out I could do Lyft, and I was weighing out, what, you know, whether I wanted to drive people around. What do Gregorian chants, Indian, medieval, and 20th century minimalist music have in common? The drone, a part of musical history for thousands of years. It continues to entrance us today. Now, eight sound artists have transmuted their drones into an immersive cinematic experience. Join us for the Drone Cinema Film Festival on Saturday, January 19th at the Highways Performance Space in Santa Monica. A mesmerizing evening with cinematic tapestries woven from the drones of light and sound. For more, visit highwaysperformance.org.
he's like the leader of the town at Christmas, whatever special extravaganza every year, and he um, was tweeting like the mayor, the South Park mayor, and like the principal of the school, like all these just horrible, like you're cunt ass liquor and all this stuff, and then the next day... Mr. Hankey was doing this? The next day, they're like, Mr. Hankey, you know, sent this tweet, he's like, he's with one of the boys, like Stan or somebody, and they're like, oh, why did you do that? Well, I didn't mean to, I've been taking ambience. <laughs> and sometimes when I take ambient, I feel like this, you know, he's like, I'm sorry, I won't ever do it again, you know, so they're threatening to take the parade away from him. So they end up taking the parade away from him, and the very end, which was funny, because they go, and I guess the ambient was like a Roseanne bar thing, because mm. she got fired from her job after tweeting. And go, um, so they send him away in an Uber. I don't know if they called it a pooper, though, maybe, instead of an Uber. So they send him away, and all the whole town's just watching, and they, at the very last minute, they send them says, well, where, what town is going to take a racist, loudmouth piece of shit. You know what town is going to take him that ends up at um, in the Simpsons at the very end, and they're all like, he shows up. And he <laughs> ends up where? In the Simpsons in in Springtown. Oh <laughs> my god, like, that's awesome! So they did a crossover. Around, they're like. What town's going to take a piece of shit like him? That is. Oh my. Where are they from? Springfield. Oh my god, that's incredible. <laughs> So you were saying, okay, so which episode they taught you about uh, Red Dead Redemption? Oh, I don't know. They talked about it over the course of like three episodes, but it might be the episode of Al Gore and Man Bear Pig. Man Bear Pig? And what? Al Gore. And so what happens with Man Al Bear Gore Pig? A long time ago, Man Bear Pig existed. So Man Bear Pig comes. Because of a deal his grand Stan and all the boys his grandfather made and everybody else along. Man time Bear ago. Pig. Man Bear Pig. So the family has to they owe the debt to this creature. And so the cops think and they did school shootings through the whole thing. Like every episode has got a school shooting where nobody's even paying attention. They're just still teaching class, you know, over bullets going in. So the cops of course, they're like, there's no man bear pig, you know, we're gonna arrest these three kids and they arrest three of the boys, you know, for School shooting. It's just another school shooting, but it's really man bear pig. Even though there's blood splattered everywhere, claw marks are like, it's another school shooting. So they arrest the boys and put them in jail. And the chief of police keeps wanting to hurry. And they're like, we're getting another report of man bear pig. He's like, it's not true because he just wants to go home and play Red Dead Redemption too. Oh my so God. So he's just trying to solve stuff really fast. He's like, there's no man bear pigs. He wants to get back home. And then his wife's upset. He's working so much. And when he's at work, He's on Red Dead Redemption, so he gets home one day, and he's like, she'd been on his game. He's like, well, now I don't know this, or what happened here, and where did you get, I had this gun. You oh, know, so she was playing about, his she game? playing his game, and he came oh back my home God. upset. And oh, my God. So instead of, like, fighting, like, you know, people fight. Yeah. Because so he missed all these he plots. He left the place, and, and he's like. Or she, I think she said to him first, she's like, oh my God. I'm starting my own life, forget you. You know, like they're going to leave each other. Well, she started her own game on Red Dead oh Redemption and surpassed where he was. So then he gets, you know, and he's going to start his own life. And they talk about, well, you know, I didn't want to restart because that blizzard. Because <laughs> of that blizzard. Nobody wants to start. Oh my God, that's awesome. 
So what? So what did they know. say about the about the special code? What was the thing I that they the snuck cop, in there? Like they were trying to, the boys were trying to get the cops to like open the cell or something, and uh, they said they were talking about something. He said something about Red Dead Redemption, and he's like, "Yeah, but it's just so hard to get from Valentine here." And we're like, well, did you know you can sit it on cinematic mode? He's like, "What? What?" And I think that's how they escaped out of the cell because they're keeping the cop busy with giving him pointers. Oh, so that so to let them free to, for them to escape, they had to keep giving the cop pointers on how to do Red Dead Redemption I stuff. I don't remember exactly. Oh my God, that's great! So they said, just like, go in what? cinematic mode, and you'll get there yeah, faster. Like, just put it in cinematic mode. So I'm like, okay, it's South Park. I got to try it. And it turned out to be true. God, that's awesome. It's so cool to know that there are those those movies and TV shows out there that are, that are leaving those little Easter eggs for those who. Who are tuned into that? You know, it's like they know about that. It's like, ah, we play Red Dead Redemption as well. We know what they you're doing. They've done that. They've strung the school shootings and Red Dead Redemption throughout pretty much the whole season so far. And How often do they bring them out? Stan's dad got tired of living in the city and they moved out to the country because you know they're in Colorado and he started a farm called Tegrity. Integrity. Products made with integrity. That's great. Integrity. People, you know, they're trying to get away from people who vape and really stick with, you know, smoking pot still. Some guy came by. I can't help but think this every time I see people smoking them now. But some guy came by that owned a vape company and wanted to, like, buy him out. Because Sharon was complaining and he's like, it's going to be good. We're going to make this farm. We're going to sell it. We're going to be living on the beach while this guy comes with this, like, huge offer, like, millions and millions of dollars and he's like screw you I ain't taking them pussy sticks <laughs> oh, oh my pussies. god oh my god so we're here at a, a secret uh, underground undisclosed location uh, in Utah. So, what what new um, vinyl releases are you excited about as of late? Suspiria. Mm -hmm. When did that come out? Um, December. And how many times have you listened to it? Three. I just got it. What's your favorite cut? Suspirium. That's what it's called? Yes. And have you seen the movie yet? No. Not the remake. The original I have. Mm -hmm. Have you tried listening to this uh, while watching the original? No. Not yet. You haven't tried that? That's a good that. idea. It might be a neat like Dark Side of the Moon <laughs> See thing. See if it goes to the first yeah. one. <laughs> That'd be great. We just invented a brand new thing right now. Let's try it. Yeah. We could do it. Yeah, I think it'd be great. So, uh, so Suspiria, what, what other new releases? Either that you've recently gotten or you're waiting to get? Oh, I don't remember what I got before that. And waiting, record store day is coming soon, in the next few months. I think I would remember what month it is since I do it every year. But it's coming soon, so now is when I stock up my funds. Is that Bismarck Key one that I saw? Is that, a, is that a new one? No, that's a very old album. Uh, I mean, but is it a new find? 
No, I've had it oh, since gotcha, it came gotcha. out. Yeah. Um, a cure. There's a cure acoustic I saw up there. Cure acoustic. When did that come out? That came out on Record Store Day last year or the year before? The year before, two, two years ago on Record Store Day. And they had a regular one. Oh, it's good because they're picture discs, which are always a good find. Mm-hmm. Always good to have. And, and they got uh, cool artwork on them, too. It's beautiful. And so they had two, and when you go to Record Store Day, there might be one, because they're only released to a certain amount to each store. So depending on when you get there, there might be three of them, there might be one, there might be none. And I really wanted the acoustic version more than the regular one. And people that go to the store I go to don't realize that while they're busy looking in the bins, they'll put up some of the rare ones on the wall. So I wait. I'll look without people noticing that I'm looking at the wall. And then I wait till everybody's busy and I'll like snag what I want real quick. And I saw The Cure up there and a girl was looking for a Cure album. Anybody seen The Cure? I said, I saw it on the wall and it happened to be the acoustic one. There was only one. That was the last one. So I got that one. How many songs are on that one? I don't know. But there, it's a double LP, so... Has it ever been released before? I've never even heard that it had even existed until now. No, it was Record Store Day release. That's what Record Store Day is for special releases only come out. But I guess day. I've never even heard of like cassette tapes of it even being I've released. I've never heard it ever in my life. It's the first time. Those songs sounded so good. Yeah. Uh, what else was newer that you got? The Cheech and Chong Up in Smoke Anniversary Edition with the Pot Leaf LP and the Scratch oh. and Sniff sticker. Oh, yeah. Did uh, you play it yet? The Crush Groove. Yes, I Crush did. Crush Groove, I saw that Crush one. Crush Groove there. soundtrack, which is a great movie, by the way. That was new. Um, is it a breakdancing movie? Yeah, it's everybody when they started it focuses around the Fat Boys, Run DMC, Rick Rubin's in there, Beastie Boys are in there for maybe five seconds. They come out and perform, and everybody boos them off the stage. They're really young then. Um, I think Sheila E's in it, um, Curtis Blow. Kid and Play? All old school. Kid and Play is not part of that scene. <laughs> no, there's no Kid and Play. Is, is there a surprise uh, appearance by Eddie Murphy singing, My girl wants to party all the time? Was that in there? No, he's not in there. Oh. <laughs> but really, really young Run DMC, Russell Simmons. Really young Rick Rubin, super young. DC Sheila E. Is. Or is it, which one plays the joke? I get... Yeah, Sheila E. Who's Sheena E? That was like the oh, Prince Oh, Sheena chick. Easton. Sheena Easton? Yeah, there's Sheena Easton and then Sheila E. Sheila E's I the think, one that oh, plays the drums. I think that's her. Yeah, the percussionist. Yeah, that's oh, the one that's oh, in the Sheena. movie. That's yeah. Sheila E. Yeah, is that the one that Prince was with? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe he even produced a Sheena Easton song. We don't I'm even know it. sure he did. He seems to have written a lot for a lot of folks. Do you have the Prince, uh, what is it, Prince and a Piano or something? Do you have that? I, that was an album that um, came out. So recently, I, I told you a friend of mine that I haven't seen in a long time was like, I've got these records I've been hauling around for 35 years, and I saw you post something, and 
Well, I don't want them. I don't want to throw them away, so I figured you can come by and pick them up. So Ooh. I picked them up, and he listens to a lot of, like, he got all his stuff from some, like, R&B collections. So there's a lot of R&B in there, but it's a lot of really good jazz, and there's even a Duran Duran in, album in there, which was surprising coming from this person. And uh, there were a few Prince albums in there. There are now three Michael Jackson albums. I don't have any Michael Jackson on vinyl until now I do, finally. So there's some good stuff in what I just got. I haven't flipped through it all yet. What Michael Jacksons did you see that you remember? Thriller, Off the Wall, and Beat It were the three LPs that were in there. Which are pretty much the main ones to have. So that was the score. There's like Herbie Hancock in there. I'm trying to think. There's some good stuff in there. It's a good score. For free 50. That's awesome. Was Hannah going to try to paint on him? Not on my albums. Hales, no. So Hales, does she, no. I'm getting this idea that you're like the security check. Like she, she, well, like she makes sure that, well, I'm just imagining like when she goes out and she, you she know, brings them, them in. She me first before she paints on them. Or she'll call me and How tell me. How many nuggets have you saved? Uh, from, like from two, the. Uh, two. Yeah. Because she's been mostly sticking with, like, these Time Life series albums. I'm like, okay, I'm good with that. But there was, like, some Calypso one. I'm, I snatched that up right away. I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. Well, I figured it's Calypso. I'm like, oh, no, 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 I'm taking that one. Yeah, Yeah. she runs them by me first. She knows. Because I'll be every and every time I see, that's all she does now. So she's producing them, you know. And I'm like, what album did you paint that on? Yeah. Oh, it was oh this, you know. It was How to Bake, you know, Buddy Crocker LP. Oh, okay. <laughs> but yes, there is a system in place. They are run by me first. <laughs> People who know me know. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, you might see Dash. There's a... What, yeah. what, what new albums are coming out that... Um... Either you never heard of yet, and you're like, what? I didn't know that existed. Kind of like in the Cure Acoustic thing kind of situation. Is there anything else that's kind of like that? Not that I know of right now. I'm waiting for the Record Store Day list to come out. Do you see a lot of the similar folks at these? Um, yeah, I see the same people at the same store. Is everyone? I'm getting this idea that everyone kind of has gotten an idea as to what each other kind of likes like do they watch out for each other help each other out or is it kind of like a it's kind of a a little frightening um yeah people reaching over you sometimes a little possibly a little shoving for the most part people are pretty kind possibly a little shoving (laughs) Uh, i'm just imagining you with like a hockey you just gotta here you are you gotta flip in there fast you know (laughs) it depends on where you go too like Oh my god. I'm not saying the name of the place I go to because I don't want it to get Don't do it. But it's a local record store versus like Zia does record store day. Well, Zia is a big corporation and I'll go there if the other places, if I search, you know, three other privately owned ones and they don't have it. I found another one that I'd never been to before. I went there after my usual place and that's where I got the Cheech and Chong album because they didn't have it at my usual place and instead of giving up because I was only getting three last year normally I get I don't know way too many like eight nine ten and I narrowed it down to three last year 
and that was on my list. So it was a cool shop, and they had like 10 copies of it, which was weird. How many albums would you say are in the Dizzy D archives? Currently, it's not that large. Let's say 500. Because you probably have a storage facility someplace where you got more, don't you? No, I haven't got a storage facility. So you could make, you could open up your own shop. I could absolutely. I've seen some of these shops where it's almost like the width of an alley. There was a shop in Wheaton, Illinois, in Wheaton, Illinois, where we grew up. And there was a candy shop, and it was in the width of, like, an alley. So one person at a time would, could go in there, but there was enough for, like, a, a tiny little shelf. And they would have all the craziest little candies and stuff in there. I can imagine a, re- a record store like that <laughs> with, with your records up on the walls. Now, would you, would you, how many and can you imagine? And a candy store combined. Oh, and a candy store. Ooh, that's good. And then you'd only play I Want Candy. That's it, just over and over and over and over. There'd be no mistaking what the theme song is. Yeah. There'd just be no mistaking it. <laughs> Maybe even with a, a combination of a costume shop in the back, too, for, for Halloween. For Halloween products. Got enough stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Got enough stuff. Uh, how many of your records would you, you know, you're saying that you see some of these that are up on a wall. We go, like, oh, there's that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, how many years would you stick up, uh, would you stick up on the wall? How would you even know to decide how to stick many, up on a wall? How many did I get obtained from the wall, or how no? How many, many would do you I think like? Let's say to put on the wall. Well, yeah, like let's say when you when the time comes and your future self has oh. has her own record store, what would be those ones or some well, of them? Those would be all the rare record store day releases, any picture, vinyl, anything original, flexi discs, the Bismarcky flexi disc that came in the first issue. Beastie Boys Grand Royal Magazine, things like that. Things and then you're that also are kind of pricing it as to how much you're willing to part with it by, too, right? Because you're, you're well, like, oh, I don't want to see it go. That's the tough part. That's why yeah. I have so many, because I can't let them go. $10,000, right? Yeah, so and it's all, like, like, you're the nah. You know, I bought yeah. it for like $25. i am like, eh, I don't know if I can let it go for that. Yeah. Yeah, that's the problem is... So with the record store, what I would end up doing is... Buying duplicates? Buying duplicates of everything. <laughs> yeah. Keep one for myself and sell the rest Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm still a hoarder. And so yours becomes the blueprint model my, for what the store is. My business would be just floating above just water. Floating. Yeah. <laughs> just just, just treading water at all times. <laughs> making it happen. Oh, my God. <laughs> Someone goes to, can you tell me how much that is? It's not for sale. <laughs> Sorry, that one's just not oh, for sale. But it's on the shelf with a sticker. It's not yeah. for sale. Can't see it here. <laughs> Gosh, that'd be so, so difficult. Because you'd be eating up your profits, too. That's the funny thing, too. I know. That's why I was saying that's I'd the be tricky barely one. treading above water trying to keep a business running. Oh, that's Because tr- I'm keeping everything. So tricky. I wonder you know, because how Record Store Day works with owners when there's only a certain number. Like, do they snatch them up for themselves and not say anything? God, because that's tricky too. Because those those rare really albums, let's say if you don't put them for sale, now it becomes sort of a museum of sorts that people want to visit and just be like, oh my God, it's like going to a comic book shop that has the first Spider-Man. You're like, dude, you got to check out that comic book shop. There's that first Spider-Man up on the wall. And it's like one of those things of like, if they sell that first Spider-Man, you know, and then it's gone. You know, so. 
I mean, I can imagine that being very, very difficult to try to decide what you're going to sell. I'm a little troublemaker. What are you troublemaking over there? What are you troublemaking? Empieza. <laughs> <laughs>